G'day. Welcome to Partaker's Podcast. We are continuing our Christmas series by looking at Mary, the mother of Jesus. In our last episode, we looked at a couple of specific aspects of this God whom Mary is proclaiming in song. Today we respond to the question, why did Mary have to be a virgin? Come on in. It's a good question to ask, isn't it, in relation to today? Why did Mary have to be a virgin? We know that the God-man Jesus, as a human, does not have a human father, and that as the Son of God, he had no mother. The Holy Spirit, through whom Mary conceived, is not just any spirit, but he is God himself, whose act must be understood spiritually and not physically. At one level, Jesus had to be born of a virgin in order to be the saviour that the world patently needs. On another level, Jesus' virgin birth confirms that he was the promised saviour, the one promised from long ago. And just a cursory look outside will tell you that this world is messed up and in need of saving, particularly at this time during the COVID-19 pandemic. There is another level, however, for us to look at. From the Bible, we see that Jesus' birth was completely because of the work of God the Holy Spirit within the body of Mary. The immaterial, which is the Spirit, and the physical, Mary's womb, were both involved. Mary, of course, could not impregnate herself, and in that sense she was simply a vessel. Only God could perform the miracle of what we call the Incarnation, that is, God taking on human flesh. As humans, we each have a physical body, and we also have a spiritual nature which is born inherently sinful, a sin nature, and we are therefore separated from God. Jesus was fully human with a physical body like ours, which he received from Mary. At the same time, Jesus was fully God with an eternally sinless nature. Jesus was not born with the sin nature that we all have. It would seem that the sin nature is passed down from generation to generation through the usual means of conception. The virgin birth circumvented the transmission of the sin nature and allowed the eternal God to become a perfect man. Jesus Christ. As we have heard, God is who he is, filled with and manifesting great glory, and he cannot have anything to do with sin and evil. That his holiness is the barrier, remember? There are things we have seen that an almighty God cannot do. God cannot be anything less than himself. God cannot sin and cannot have anything to do with sin. And the sinfulness of humanity is passed down through the generations. Hence the reason that Mary was pregnant with Jesus by way of a miraculous work of God. The sinfulness of humanity is seen in that every human is born with that sin nature, which is contrary to God.
Let me illustrate it this way. I wonder if you've ever had a favourite piece of clothing, say a coat, a shirt or a dress. It was so comfortable and cosy that you wore it seemingly every day. Then one day you realised that this article of clothing was dirty and it smelled badly. It was even infested with fleas, mites and disease-ridden bacteria. It was filthy and it needed washing. It was no longer fit to be worn and yet you still wanted to wear it because it was so comfortable. But you couldn't wear it because it was only fit for burning, cleansing and burying. That's the same for those of us who are Christian. In regard to the old sinful nature that each person is born with, this old self or old sin nature is in conflict with God because it is self-centred and self-pleasing. And when you become a Christian, you gain a new nature that is both God-pleasing and God-centred. And when Jesus Christ died on the cross, some 33 years or so after his birth, it was for our old sinful nature as well as for our sins. The events of Christmas are inextricably linked with the events of Easter. Why do we have this new nature? Once a person becomes a Christian, they gain this new nature, for they are no longer separated from God because of that old nature. The Christian, and only the Christian, has gained a new nature, and that makes a huge difference. It means for the Christian that God has taken care of your past and he no longer holds your sin against you, so you are now able to be in relationship and relate to God because you are like him. Previously you were not, and so you were far away and unable to relate to God. And because of Jesus, the coming Saviour, whose birth we are celebrating at Christmas, as Christians, we each have a new spiritual nature to help each of us in our struggle against sin and your tendency to disobey the God who is now your King and Master. God has put his Holy Spirit within you and the more we allow him to control you and I, the stronger our new nature becomes. Our old nature is gone, burned and buried, though sometimes it will refuse to lie down, sad to say. We are, as God's children in the 21st century, to continue living as if we are always wearing our new nature like a new coat, so that we can indeed live a life worthy of God, and so that he is glorified. Just as Mary prays here that God be glorified in her life. One final thing to say concerning Mary. Some things taught by some people down through history concerning Mary are completely and utterly erroneous. Their conjectures are not based on scripture. For instance, Mary isn't, as some suggest, the Queen of Heaven. That title is not in the Bible. Mary was not eternally a virgin because we know from the biblical record her marriage to Joseph was consummated with Joseph, and they had other children. Mary needed a saviour herself, and I think she knew that when it was announced to her that she was to be with child by a work of God. 
I certainly do not think she would want the attention to be on her as some people want to do these days. As evidenced in this song that we call the Magnificat, Mary would want to humbly and automatically deflect all glory and praise to God and Him alone. That's it for today. Tomorrow we continue our Christmas series by looking at Joseph. Come back every day to www.partakers.co.uk where there is a podcast released to help you, wherever you are in the world, to be and to live as a Christian disciple in the 21st century. Our books are also available at www.pulptheology.com and on Amazon. See you later.